listening to Say It Southern, aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Our partner, Renaissance Bank, believes in supporting women in the communities they serve. That's why they launched a women's initiative program called Rise with Renaissance. RISE's goal is to empower, inspire, and support women in every stage of life. To learn more, visit risewithrenaissance.com. Today, we are so excited to have one of our West Tennessee neighbors on Say It Southern. She's a wife, a mother, she's a blogger, she's an author, she's a Jesus lover, she's an animal lover with seven dogs, three cats, and two goats. Her books, both fiction and nonfiction, have landed on bestsellers list. Her videos and articles have been featured in Reader's Digest, Funny Times, Southern Writers Magazine, Us Weekly, Yahoo, and Huffington Post, just to name a few. Please join us as we say it's Southern with Susanna B. Lewis of Woe Susanna. We're so excited to have our buddy. I mean, when we met Susanna Lewis, we were kind of like... Celeb status. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, but wait, you're our neighbor too. Let's just throw that out true, there. True, true. Okay. Cause you know, you're a celebrity, but mm-hmm. you're in our backyard. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, celebrity is a pretty strong word though. Celebrity. Uh-huh. Y'all act like I'm Gwyneth Paltrow walking around or something. No, ma'am. No. Well, you, you kind of look like Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. You did. Hey. Well, thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> but you, when we started the podcast, you were on our wish list of people to have. And then as fate would have it, we were doing Dancing with the Stars. You were a judge. And like at one point, you knew who we were. And we were like... Oh my gosh, she knows who we are. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, Courtney. She, yeah, she recognized us. Like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so we were like, we got to have you on the podcast. And of course, then we all fell in love and it was so fun. And just, gosh, thank you for coming on. You've done so many things, blogger, author, mom, just doing life over there down the street from us. And so, yeah, welcome. Well, thank y'all very much. It's great to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I did know who you were at Dancing with the Stars, so... You're the celebrities in the mix. <laughs> Not exactly. hardly. Well, give us a little background on you. You know, you're a writer um, now. And, yeah, give us a give us a scoop. Yeah. Um, well, how far back we want to go? Do we want to go back to uh, my obsession with new kids on the block, or do we want to go a little farther than that? Was it Donnie? Which one did you like? I, no, I like Jonathan. 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 Oh, good. The good boy. Yeah. The good boy. The goody. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the tall one. Wasn't he the yeah. tall one? Yeah. 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 Like the tall, thin ones. Yeah. Oh, I love Joe. Um, Joey. Joey. Oh. Joey was pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, he's a so playboy. Oh. He's a playboy. Those blue eyes. <laughs> that high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I grew up right down the road in Brownsville, Haywood County. And uh, my husband, Jason, and I met at TJ Mulligan's in Jackson in 2000, <laughs> New Year's Eve 2000, TJ Mulligan's. Um, got married. Um, now we live not far from you guys and have three children, a 15-year-old, Natalie, and our almost 12-year-old, Bennett, and our almost three-year-old, Annabeth. Um, so going through every phase of, of motherhood right now, which is real fun. Um, I'm learning really quickly that I'm a lot older now with a three-year-old than I was when my first one was three. So um pretty tired. But um, anyway, just got started. Um, how I got started, I've always wanted to be an author. I've been writing since I was eight years old. I still have lots of books that in upstairs in my attic and a tote of um, little stories I wrote on notebook paper and stapled them together and drew the covers, which was terrible because I have no illustrative talent. And I wrote little four-star reviews on the back, not five, because I'm a humble person. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I've always had that desire in me to be an author, to write. And so when I was about, let's see, 25, when blogging had just become the big thing, I was like, well, why not just start a blog? And so I did. And it was called Write, Rinse, Repeat. Because I write, I wash laundry, and then that you know repeat. Mm-hmm. And um, 
a couple of, I sent a couple of my posts into um, Southern Writers Magazine and I won the short story contest that year and kind of built up my confidence a little bit because I'd always been kind of shy about sharing, you know, my work, my words with others. And um, then I sent in some articles to Huffington Post. They were published and then my blog kind of grew from there, got a pretty big following. I changed the name to Woe Susanna because there was another blog called Write, Rants, Repeat and the lady got real mad thinking I'd stolen it. So I was like, all right, forget it. Then I'll just change it. I just changed and, it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just change it. Um, so Huffington Post and then did some videos on Facebook that went viral and um, ended up attracting a literary agent, which was a dream come true. And had um, at that point, I had self-published about five, uh, four um, fiction books on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And because I had a large following on Facebook, they kind of, you know, they sold extremely well, better than I ever thought they would, because I mean, if you have a, a platform, you know, that's the, that's a prerequisite. Now you need a platform. And so I had that, thank God. And um, they sold pretty well. And then called the, um, the Ivan literary agent, um, wrote two nonfiction books for Thomas Nelson, a division of Harper Collins. They did well. And now I'm writing two fiction books for Harper Collins. So Ooh, flex on them a little bit. I mean, they did well. Tell them how well they did. They did well. They did pretty well. I mean, bestseller uh, list. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, my nonfiction, yeah, both were on bestseller list. Um, the fiction that I did, the uh, that were just on Amazon, the things I self published, um, because I had sent in the, my fiction books. I had sent in, you know, this was before I had a literary agent, and I wrote these books, and I was like, I really want people to read them, and they were uh, denied. Like I sent them into several literary agents, and they were like, no. And you know, I mean, the same thing happened to J.K. Rowling. How many times was Harry Potter denied? And I right. had actually, why? Well, and now, and, you know, she was on welfare. And now she's a billionaire, right? And so I was what I had actually watched a documentary about her around that time that was really inspiring, talking about how many times people, um, you know, said, no, we don't want to deal with this Harry Potter stuff. And no, we don't, this is denied. No, we don't want to represent it. And she kept sending it. And at the same time, I was going through the same thing, sending out my fiction books and nobody wanted to do them. And so I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to self publish them. And that's where you don't have a, you know, a publisher or anybody. I had the, covers made I had it you know printed and all this and did it myself and sold them and I expected to sell about two or three thousand copies and I've sold about forty thousand uh or I expected to sell two or three hundred actually um and they've sold about forty thousand copies of the of the uh self-published which is really good um but then the uh non-fiction have have been on the bestsellers list and um it's just uh it's amazing to see what God's done it really is it really awesome. is. And it's a great story of, you know, kids having a dream because this really was my dream and it it, it actually came true. So yeah, coming from anywhere and you can do anything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. you don't, I think sometimes we have to, we think, oh, it's all about where I grew up and what my pedigree was and how I could be in the right, you know, I mean, who would have thought that you could get a literary agent, you know what I mean? When you were yeah. five years old in Crockett County schools, I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. And uh, it's just uh, a lot of hard work and perseverance and praying. Um, a lot of rejection, too. Didn't come easy. Um, a lot of rejection and wondering, you know, what I'll never be published and this and that. But, you know, it's worked out. It's worked out. Um, did you have anybody that was guiding you and helping you, mentoring you at this time? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, my mother has been passed away for five years now. Um has always been an advocate of my writing. When I was a kid, um, she would speak. I think speaking out blessings out loud is really important. I think that's important what you put out into the into the air and what you pray on. And I, I remember being just a, a little girl, eight, nine, ten years old, and my mama saying, "You're going to be published one day. You're going to be sitting in a bookstore one day. You're you have a t- God given talent. Don't give up on this. Just you know, kept pushing me." And I really do think that had a lot to do, um, just speaking those good things, those promises out into the air and over me, um, really motivated me, you know, and, um, you know, well, mama said it, so I got to do it kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, 
of course, her and I have I've had some really good friends who've been alongside me, praying me through my journey, um, mentors, um, especially since my mother's passed away. Um, had some wonderful ladies step up to be great encouragers and and mentors and proofreaders and that kind of thing and give me constructive criticism. Um, so yeah, you can't do things alone. Uh, you know, it, iron sharpens iron. That's what the Bible says. So we we can't do things alone. Yeah. I remember when you were trying to get pregnant with your last baby. Yeah. And um, Annabelle, did you say that? Annabeth. Annabeth. Okay. We were, um, I guess I was following you on Facebook and just this journey in your heart, just wanting to be. Now, you, you had your mother died before you were trying to get pregnant with her. Yeah, well, I was trying to get pregnant. I had been trying to get pregnant with her for six years. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, four years into that, trying, my mother passed away. Yeah. Um, so two years after my mother died, I got pregnant. Yeah. Um, that was a, a, that was a, that's nothing but God. That was just a miracle. I had um, had my first two children very easily. All I needed was a margarita and I got pregnant, it seemed like. <laughs> um, and the for the third baby, it just wouldn't happen. And so I saw <clears throat> multiple fertility specialists, and it was it was called unexplained infertility. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, everything looked good. Test, cow came back normal. Just couldn't get pregnant. And um, so six years of that, six years of, of negative tests and crying and praying and just having a longing for a third baby. And, um, you know, I'd prayed many times, God, if, if, you know, people would tell me, have you ever thought maybe God's just telling you no? And, uh, I would say, well, God, I would go to the Lord and I'd say, you know, if you're telling me no, just take away this desire from my heart, just take it away. But it grew stronger. It grew stronger with every baby I saw it, you know, in target or wherever I wanted a third baby so badly. And so I just finally kind of released it and said, you know, God's your will, your way and got pregnant at 38 and uh, with no medication, I'd been on medication for years, fertility meds, all that stuff, you know, hanging upside down and trying to, you know, all the witch doctor stuff, you know, drinking a lot of grapefruit juice and stuff <laughs> that doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, but got pregnant with her. And so uh, named her after my mother. Her name is Susan Annabeth. My mom's name was Susan. Mm-hmm. And um, just what a joy. It's kind of like the writing journey or anybody's journey of just a uh the good good things come to those who wait and who are obedient and who pray. And um, so it was a long time waiting for that, just like it was waiting to be published. But man, what a what a blessing she is. It's just a, amazing to look at her and remember all those nights of crying and praying and just to see her and to think, wow, this is just, it's a miracle. It really is. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So in the nonfiction books, you include some of this because I've, I've read some things and you talked about being, you feel orphaned sometimes because your parents have both passed away and you've got this baby that you're trying to do by yourself well, I mean, with your husband, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, you include that, I guess, in some of your journeys and some of the funny things about growing up in a Baptist church and in yeah. uh, Haywood County. Yeah. That's kind of what your nonfiction books are about, right? They are. My nonfiction books are both faith-based books. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I don't, a lot of Christians get the connotation of just being real religious and uppity and da 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 And I don't, I don't believe in that Christian. We're called to have a sense of humor. So I, you know, it's a lot of the stuff the Lord has gotten me through, but it's also um, humorous and um, finding joy in the journey, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, um, the upside to life stands is always Jesus. And uh, so, yeah, I go through a lot of things about, you know, my, my dad passed away. Um, I watched my dad pass away from a heart attack when I was 11. He was only 42 and very young. And uh, I witnessed all that. And that of course messed me up as a kid in a lot of ways. And um, then I had a um, another, another man, my mom's um, it's, it's real soap opery. Soap opera-ish. <laughs> my mom was married to Mr. Charles before she married my dad and had my brother and sister. So when mama and Mr. Charles got divorced, they remained great friends, great friends. And he kind of stepped in when my dad died as my second dad. And um, 
he passed away and then my mom passed away a few years later. And I was like, it really does kind of feel like being orphaned. It really does feel like, you know, I have a husband and I have in-laws who are great. I have wonderful friends. I have my children, you know, um, but not being able to pick up the phone and call mom or daddy is hard sometimes. It really is. Um, so, you know, um, the Lord really got me through all that, through that and brought beauty from ashes and joy for mourning and all that kind of stuff. And two, um, aside from faith humor, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the type of person to crack a joke at the most inappropriate times. Um, if somebody's grieving at a funeral, you know, I'll just throw one in there and it's probably not appropriate. But, you know, it, it, humor is a gift. It really is. I think it's a wonderful thing. So I, I live by, of course, by faith and, of course, just trying to trying to laugh at things. And so both of my nonfiction books are pretty much about that. Is it easier to write nonfiction or fiction? Fiction. Fiction. You would think it would be opposite, mm-hmm. but fiction is just you lying. Like, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a good liar, but you just making up stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be factual. With nonfiction, I have to think. Okay, what was I going through at that time? How did I feel about that at that time? What was the moral of the story? What's the lesson to be learned? You have to, you know, think. And the older I get, the more scatterbrained I get. So <laughs> I have to really concentrate and try to remember things. So. Um, Fiction's always come easier to me, always. I really enjoy writing fiction. I love your sarcasm because, I mean, I I subscribe to a little bit of sarcasm myself. And um, that would always get me in trouble. You know, I was always a smart aleck growing up. I mean, I was always the one that had the quick wit and came back and had the comebacks. But um, Facebook is kind of your platform that you're able to say all the things and do all the things. Have you ever gotten some uh, little negative kickback or anything from some of your tasteful opinions on on Facebook girl are you kidding me that's why (laughs) my second book how may I offend you today is called how may I offend you today (laughs) I love it so much people oh my gosh girl we gotta do a whole nother episode on that people are crazy crazy the people and we gotta break into this a little bit because I mean it just feels like it's getting worse and worse. So I can totally see why it's easier to write because it's, I mean, you don't have anybody coming after you after you say it. Absolutely. Um, people really, uh, pardon the, the you really grow a pair in the comment sections because, you know, they get real bold. Keyboard warriors, they're called. You know, I make the joke that there's some woman with her vein in her forehead or she's hot boxing a cigarette with a voodoo doll but, uh, uh, that looks like me, you know, because she read something I put on Facebook and she's just, you know, just mad and typing in comments. Oh, people are ugly, ugly. And I'll tell you something. There's this girl that um, is local and she works at, I'm not going to call it out. She may be listening to this, but she works at a local store, okay, in Jackson. She works in Jackson at a store. And I only know who she was who she was because she was mutual friends with some friends I had. But she would show up on my posts and just give me what for all the time. So I re- started recognizing her name. And so uh, a mutual friend was like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. She works over in so-and-so in Jackson. I was like, okay, well, I had to go to so-and-so in Jackson one day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here we go. Happens to be working. She And now listen, this girl has ribbed me for six, eight months. Like daily, it's become her mission to see what I'm saying and just tear me to pieces, right? I walk in so-and-so in Jackson one day and she happens to be working. I was like, oh, this is this is great. Let's say, because she threatened me, honestly. You know, she's going to kick me. If, she, if I ever say that, burp, 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 I'm going to kick her. Burp, burp. I was like, so anyway, you know, real high class. You're pretty tall too. I am pretty tall. Yeah. 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 Uh, she, she was real classy. And so I walk in and she's standing there and she knows exactly who I am and I know who she is and I'm just so nice. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fun because she's not going to, you know, do anything to me. I was like, how are you doing today? She's like, good. But, you know, just answer my questions. <laughs> Didn't do a thing. Didn't do a thing. And she never commented on a post again. And I was like, look at you, big mouth, running your mouth, you know, mm-hmm. on the Internet for months. And once I see you face to face, what are you going to do? Got yeah, nothing to say. Nothing to say. That's how so many people are. Yeah. They get a, you know, a lot of courage on the internet and say things. And, you know, it's my biggest peak because if I see something I don't agree with on the internet, on social media, which happens a lot, it does happen a lot. 
don't say anything. Right. I'm not going to change anybody's mind or their worldview or their, you know, politics or how they raise their children with a Facebook comment. I'm not going to do anything. Right. So, I mean, I don't understand why people just can't, you know, if you don't like what you say, just scroll, just scroll. Mm-hmm. That's what I say, scroll, troll. Scroll, troll. <laughs> <laughs> and the cancel culture is so, I'm just glad that it hasn't muzzled you because, you're, uh, you know, I feel like this society, we have just become almost afraid of like really saying what we want to say. Yeah. And well, you know, I don't know. A, a lot of the set, well, most of the second book, How May I Offend You Today is a lot about having a backbone and standing up for what you believe in because I was canceled um, uh, a couple times by a couple of websites who've, um, you know, been a, a, a great ally of mine over the years. Um, some people in the publishing industry have been great allies over the years. And, um, I said something on the internet that they didn't agree with. And then suddenly, you know, they just distanced themselves from me. Um, one of them flat out told me, you know, um, in so many words, uh, you know, I didn't agree with this. Uh, we can't, we can no longer partner with you. And I thought, what discrimination is that? It's true. I have made money for you. I have been loyal to you. I have done all these things. And the one time, you know, I say something you don't agree with, canceled. And so people just want to hear their opinion come out of your mouth. That's all it is. People want their thoughts in your head. And if it doesn't line up, a lot of people, you know, um, will get backlash or canceled one time and they'll cower in a corner afraid to ever say anything again. That's not, I, I want to encourage people, don't do that. Don't do that. You are entitled to your opinion. Um, your free speech, you stand up for what you believe in. You have a backbone and let the naysayers nay. Who cares? Who cares? At the end of the day, they don't matter anyway. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's just something to be said for like a strong Southern woman. I feel like, you know, who really has a platform like you and uses it to say what you want to say. I mean, it may, who cares? I, I, you know, I'm like, it may be a little off color. That's fine. <laughs> It may be different than what you want to think. That's fine. But like, don't pay me for your opinions. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to the point where I don't even read comments anymore because uh, like anybody else, you know, you can have 10 compliments, but one negative thing and that one negative thing sticks with you. And I would find that, you know, reading, reading comments um, and have good ones and be, oh, this is great. You know, people really responded to what I'm saying, but then read that one that, you know, is putting me down and my hair and the way I look and the way I parent. I mean, people dig real deep to find, try to insult you. Um, I'd be like, you know, that's, if that steals my joy for a little while and I don't, I'm not giving you the, the opportunity to steal my joy, you know? So I've quit reading comments for the most part, you know, um, and I, I, I'd have friends who would say, did you read what this person said about you? No, I didn't. And don't send it to me. I don't, right. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to know. Why would mm-hmm. I want to know? Somebody said something bad about it. I don't want to know. So, you know, it's a healthy thing and you've got a, I've gotten a much thicker skin of, you know, and, and, and knowing who I am in Christ and my self-worth and um, knowing that, you know, I'm not always right, but I have strong convictions about things and I'm not going to shy away from them because it made Deborah and Des Moines mad. So, you know, I just don't get, you know, comments can be an ugly thing. They can build you up, but they can tear you down real quick. So, you know, as, as I try not to, I do read them sometimes, but I don't dwell on them. I don't dwell on them. That's the word. Yeah. What is it though? When, I mean, you know, you say you don't dwell on them, but it does hurt. We all know. It does. That. So what is it that, is it when somebody's commenting on your parenting? Is it someone commenting on your faith? Is it something you've said? I mean, what gets you like your Most blood boiling? Up. Yeah. Like stabbing. I'm just curious because, yeah, you know. You stabby? Stabby. Well, I'll tell you, when people comment on my faith, it doesn't get me stabby because I know what the Bible says about people coming against you and your faith. Mm-hmm. The Lord's going to deal with that. So it doesn't get yeah. me stabby. Uh, people talking about my children gets me real stabby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had people make some really derogative, um, evil comments about my children that will just make made me sick to my stomach and of course if I read something like that you're immediately blocked blocked you have no access and I really try not to post pictures of my children and things about my children sometimes you know um 
I do. It just goes that way. But I have gone back and deleted a lot of posts of, of especially my older daughter, uh, my 15 year old, uh, because people are sick. They're sick. Mm-hmm. And so um, those kinds of things get me stabby, get me mad, get me infuriated. Um, uh, parent, the way I parent really doesn't because I know what I'm doing for my kids works, what my husband and I are doing together. You know, some people parent different way. That's fine. I don't care how you parent. I'm worried about how I parent. But talking about my children, that, yeah, I could, I could commit a felony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because you want to share that. I mean, it's such a big part of you, mother to three, yeah. you know, like, but also probably your, your daughter's probably like, mom, when did you put that? Yeah. On? That yeah. was my next question. <laughs> yeah. How does she feel about this? The 15 year old. Yeah. Oh gosh. She's, she's 15. Mm-hmm. And there was a, uh, she was sitting in class a few weeks ago and this kid I don't know what they do in school all day. They're on their phones and on the computers. All, like she's texting me in the middle of the day about some Lululemon. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Get an education. Right. So she, uh, there was a kid, I don't know, that was on, found a, a video of mine popped up on TikTok in class the other day. And so this kid sitting beside her, she's known forever. She's known him forever. He went through all my TikToks and was playing them for the whole class and went through my videos and was playing them, not making fun of me, but like he was, but she found that mortifying. <laughs> oh my gosh, mama. All I heard is, what was his head? What was his head? And I was like, well, you know what? It helps. It helps buy your Lululemon. Yeah. So you want that Lululemon. You better get on there. He is. My son thinks it's kind of cool when people stop me in public and they're like, oh, I loved your book and this and that. And I, I love that. That's real sweet. He thinks it's cool. But my daughter, she, you know, she wants to wants her mother to be faded into the background as much as possible. Like everybody, you know, she didn't want me, but she'll she'll appreciate it one day. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You got any advice real quick for raising uh, middle school? <laughs> my oldest is 12 and I'm like, we're not going to make it to 15. Oh my so. gosh. Oh my gosh. Is, is it a girl? A girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, middle school for girls is awful, man. It's awful. It's just so much uh, like comment sections. Girls can be mean to each other. Mm-hmm. They really can. And they're so hormonal and um, my daughter is, uh, uh, she's really, uh, my oldest daughter, 15. She's really a sweet kid. She doesn't, we don't argue. We don't, she doesn't talk back. She's a really kind, sweet kid. Um, but there were some times in middle school when she had had a little bit of an attitude trying to pop in there. So it gets better. It does get mm-hmm. better for girls. Okay, good. Good. My son's, uh, he's in middle school and he's all right. He's, you know, he's like, whatever. He wears shorts <laughs> every day and doesn't brush yeah. his hair, his teeth yet. So he's real low maintenance. So. Um, but it gets better. It does. That's High school has been a really pleasant experience, I can say. I've really enjoyed. Um, it's really sad to think she's going to be out of the house in two years. But high school has been a really good experience for her, for both of us. That's good. I've enjoyed, it. I've enjoyed this season a lot. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> Sarah has three girls. I have two boys. So we get together and our stories are very different. You know, the things yeah. that I'm frustrated about as a boy mom, she was like, oh, I would give anything if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But, and then she tells me about the stuff that happens at her house. Weaves yeah. falling out and eyelashes <laughs> and the hair. I'm like, Lord, Jesus did not give me the strength uh-huh. for that. Yeah. He gave me Zoloft, but he did <laughs> not right. give me the strength. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're very different. My my, I can already tell my three year old is going to be. She's going to be sassy pants. I can already tell. She's going to have to start getting some whipping soon or something. I don't know. She's getting kind of sassy. She puts her hand on her hip, and she'll just kind of look at you. You know, if you say something no to her about something, she'll just look at you with like a look, like you know, my fifteen year old could give. Um, but my son, he's yeah. There's a difference in boys and girls. Now, boys have their own challenges. Our one of our <laughs> biggest challenges is the dead gum. Um, uh, video game addiction. Okay. That's a huge challenge in our house. We've done video game. I talk about that in my book. Uh, my daughter could, I mean, she's on her phone, but she doesn't care about sitting down playing Fortnite and crap like that. But him, he's got an addiction that's, mm-hmm. that's has to be nipped in the bud quite a bit. Um, but other than that, he's real low key go with the flow and she's, she gets kind of anal sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- I wanted to to segue into um, adult friendships just a little bit and how um, women friendships at this age. How old are you, Susanna? Forty. 
Okay, I put that. I said, I think she's in her 40s. Um, 40 girl, not in not my 40s. 40. She just turned 40. We're 40. 40. She's 40. We're in our 40s. We're in our 40s. We're okay. both 42. So what do you think about making new friends and friendships at this age and stage of life? Um, I tell you, I don't, I haven't made a new friend in a long time. So I don't know if I can really answer that. Yes. Besides that. I have my, uh, not that I'm not open to, you know, God can put somebody in your life at any time, anytime. You know, I may not have, I may have a best friend at 60 that I don't meet till I'm 55. I don't know that, but I have my tribe as we like to call it, my tribe of people um, who are wonderful people from, uh, you know, I've, uh, you know, older than me in their fifties to, you know, younger than me uh, in their thirties. I even have a good friend who's 27, um, 28, but um, I mean, we should always be open to whoever the people God brings in our life, but you know, I'm just, I'm real settled with the people I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we all kind of know each other. I have different, you know, I have friends that I go to for different things. I have friends who have lost their mothers. We talk about that. I have friends who still have their mothers. We talk about, you know, go to each other with our stuff about kids. I have a friend who's an author. We talk about writing. You know, there's just different sets of things. And I feel like I've got all my bases covered at this point. And I try to be the friend to them in the ways that they need me to be their friend. Um, so, of course, I'm not closed-minded to making new friends, but I'm I'm good. I, I feel like we hear about that a lot in our podcast, though, because, you know, we say we're settled and and mm-hmm. we've got people that we draw from in different places. And the getaway that we do in the in the fall is always different people, different women that come from all over. And one of the things that makes everybody nervous is that, you know, you're put in a situation with 40 women and how, you know, do you open yourself up? Do you not? Do you, you know, it's it's just a interesting place I feel like when we get to and women are tough they're tough when they're 15 they're tough when they're 35 Mm -hmm. I mean yeah that's a tough because we all crave connection right so we all want somebody to call us and say let's go to happy hour or let's have lunch together but finding that person that you're able to just go I burned I burned the stuff for dinner and my husband's being a jerk and you know, I, I can't raise these children that are in my house. That vulnerability is hard to find with people at this age. It is. It is. And I have a large tribe of people, but there's about two people I can do that with. And that's you probably know, smart. About, there's about two people I can go pick up the phone and cuss, rant, cry, you know, complain, whatever, pray with, pray for. Um, and the other friends are still good friends. In different ways, but we're only, I think we're only open ourselves and are vulnerable with those who, who we really connect with. And there's about two, maybe three people that I, I connect with on that level, nothing against the other ones, but that those are just my people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I get messages from, from, if I, if I write a post of friendship of, of ladies who don't have that, right. who don't have that. So, for ladies that, and I understand that, you know, there was a long time I had some fickle friends, nobody really, you know, people that came and went and, um, and I tell them, you know, if, if, if you don't have that, pray for that, pray for, pray for God to send people into your life. He will. Now you may have to, you know, you can't just sit on the couch all the time and expect, you know, just a a gaggle of friends to come through the door, you know, a bunch of strangers breaking the house and say, Hey, let's party. You can't expect that. But, you know, put yourself in situations like uh, it's your small group at church or things you see, you know, um, whatever, the consignment sale, whatever, you know, your little small groups. Go out there and look for that friendship. And I'm, of course, open to friendship. I may meet somebody at Walmart tomorrow. Probably not Walmart. Uh, <laughs> Target. Yeah. May meet somebody at Target tomorrow and we get to talk and then suddenly, you know, we're going to lunch next week. I don't know. But you do have to be open to that. And if you don't have that, pray for that. Because God intends for us to have to, I mean, he talks so many times in the Bible about lifting each other up and iron sharpening iron and how, you know, um, the chain of three, that kind of thing, where two or more gather together. He intends for us to have friendships like that. And if you don't have that, pray for that. And and he will put people in your life. You know, I've had people put my life in the craziest situations, the craziest situations. And something beautiful has come from that. 
It really has. Okay. I do too. I love that. So what's next for you? You've got a book coming out in May. I do. Right. Um, I've got a, a fiction book coming out in May called Bless Your Heart, Ray Sutton. And it's about, um, it was inspired by um, a book club I went to of my great aunts um, a couple of years ago after my mother passed away. And uh, how much fun those old ladies were at that book club and how their banter and, you know, sarcastic and setting their ways. And uh, so Ray Sutton in the book, um, her mother's passed away. And so she joins her mother's friends little kind of ministry club they have on the third Thursday of every month. And it's about those older ladies pouring into her. It's humorous. It's a fun book. It's a funny book, but it's also about restoration and all those things. And then uh, that'll be out May of this year. And then I just finished my second book. That'll be out in May of next year. Um, oh, my Lord. Called it's the working title is Della and Darby. That may change, but it's about what we just talked about. It's about friendships. It's about two, it's about twin sisters who are introverts and have been bullied um, most of their lives and are just kind of oddballs, you know, mm-hmm. and their search for friendship um, and kind of being redeemed and having somebody come alongside them. And it's humorous as well. Um, so those are my two fiction ones coming out where can people buy these books or or stay up to date on all this information any well you can buy the book uh my books anywhere books are sold um books a million in jackson uh wherever online amazon target whatever they don't have them in target in jackson anymore uh they've kind of the window for that is passed but you can buy them on the target website you can buy them pretty much anywhere books are sold um and you can stay up to date on all this uh uh, I would say my blog at woesusanna.com, but I have, I've, I'll be honest, I haven't been on there in a while. I'm just busy I, mm-hmm. and, and just, uh, I don't have the time. Um, I do have, I can make the time, but I don't feel like making the time. That's <laughs> right. always, that. always the thing. I mean, we, we say all the time, how does Oprah have 24 hours in a day? And so do we. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Oprah's got a staff of about 75 people. Doing her <laughs> she doesn't have three kids. And that's just for Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but Facebook, Facebook, um, okay. Susanna, it, it used to be called Woe Susanna. Now it's called Susanna B. Lewis author yeah that's the, that's pretty much the old person platform facebook yeah. is now yeah uh, you know i'm on tiktok some and instagram uh, pretty hip pretty hip there i don't know how to do any filters on tiktok i don't know how to do editing on tiktok i i record my videos on my phone and then i use an old editing app called power director that i've been using since napster was out like for 15 years and then I upload it to TikTok because I don't know how to use filters and stuff on TikTok. And my daughter will try to just tell me. And then I'm so dumb, I can't get it. And she's like, just forget it. Just forget, forget it. it. Yep. Forget you. But um, yeah, you can keep up with me on Facebook mostly. I post a lot of stuff on Facebook. That's my main platform. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, we do a little popcorn round where we just ask uh-huh. a quick question and just you just answer first thing that comes to your mind. All right. Let's Filter or unfiltered? <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. Okay. 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 Who is your celebrity crush? Oh gosh, Leonardo DiCaprio. That was quick. From, from like the old, <laughs> that was from quick. like Titanic days, or like, I mean, oh, when, forever. Or forever. Gilbert Grape days. Oh, not no, no, don't, let's not Gilbert Grape day. Let's say I mean, he's I like mean, yeah. He uh, all the days and mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey too. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. 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 All I right. Like, 75 pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio in my room when I was in high school. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. If somebody is moving to the South, what is one thing that they are going to need? Sugar. <laughs> For everything. Sweet tea. That's right. Baked beans, casserole, anything. Put some sugar in it. <laughs> okay. So, like, if you're down in the ditch, right, and you've had a bad day, I mean, what... What is the comfort food that you want? Like, what do you want? Sugar. Besides sugar. <laughs> Besides sugar, greasy, fat, fatty foods. McDonald's, number three, with a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. People give McDonald's a bad rap. Oh, it's so gross. Dude. Yeah. A McDonald's quarter pounder is life. Uh, I don't care what kind of meat it is. I don't care what's in the meat. Yeah. Anything greasy. A lot of people go to sweets for their comfort food. And I love chocolate and stuff, but I want a big old fat meal of French fries and something. Mm-hmm. And I, I want French too. fries I too. too. And I yeah. love a good Coke. Like yeah. McDonald's oh, yes. Coke is the best Coke. Yes. Okay. So I know, I know you grew up Baptist, right? Good old Baptist right. girl on the church. So you've been to some potlucks. Mm-hmm. If you've got to go to a potluck, what are you taking? 
uh, I'm taking coleslaw. Oh. I have a great coleslaw recipe. Um, but what do I want at the potluck? I want fried chicken, fried chicken. And casseroles and some uh, mashed potatoes and uh, chocolate meringue pie and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'll take the coleslaw because I have a good coleslaw recipe. Okay, Because there's always that one woman that shows up with that dish that you're like, I got to get to the front of the line to get Betty's. Green beans or mac and cheese mac or fried cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac yeah. and cheese. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. I'm kind of picky about stuffed eggs, deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. I love egg. a deviled egg. Oh, I love them. I love mine, and I love them if I know who made them. But I don't know if I like the idea of Miss Betty. I don't know what Miss Betty's kitchen looks like. And yeah, I don't she, may, know. she may have cats. She may have cats. Mm-hmm. And deviled eggs sitting out in the heat at homecoming at you know, on the picnic table for four hours. I don't know. I kind of stay away from the, the stuffed eggs at the potluck. Yeah. Salmonella. Okay. Yeah. Lots of salmonella. <laughs> it's dangerous. But I make them at home all the time. I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. What's something that you carry with you at all times in your purse or bag? Besides mace. <laughs> Besides <laughs> a pistol. No, Besides my phone. My yeah. phone at all times. Um, ink pens and a pad like this. Okay. I write down things constantly. I write down ideas for books. Stuff like that. I write down reminders because I'm so scatterbrained nowadays. Um, I always have a fat little notebook and a pen everywhere I go. Okay. Who influences you? Because you influence so many people. But who is that to you? I don't know. So many people. So many people influence me. Anybody that your literary journey, anyone influenced you? Um, yeah, quite a few. Um, I have a friend named Christine Carter, who's a phenomenal writer and blogger. Um, I love to read everything she writes, and she influences me to write good things. Oh, I love that. Like she writes. Um, yeah, she's precious. She's precious. She's a good friend. Okay. All right, what if you find $100? What are you going to spend it on? Uh, probably admission to a basketball game. High school I know. Basketball game in concessions. <laughs> About right, Snickers. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast. You yes. always have to have five dollars in your pocket. Cash. Every <laughs> every basketball game, five dollars just to get always. in. Ten dollars for concessions. Everybody needs five dollars. I mean, it's uh-huh. just. And I mean, there's been times where I've walked out and come back for another game, and like five dollars. I'm like, ma'am, I have been here since yes. eight thirty a.m. It's one o'clock now. I'm not paying have, another five dollars. I have eaten every here. meal at this concession. <laughs> been here. Yeah. Have you not seen me in line at the concession stand? That's, those are my children out there running around. I'm not giving another five dollars. Done. Yeah, I've been there. I've we've had to go to multiple games a day, and I've told my son, "Run in. Don't look at anybody. Just look the other way and run in." So I've <laughs> yes. Yes. Basketball yeah. games. I'm not paying five dollars for him to sit there and not watch a basketball game. Yeah, that's like Stella. I have a uh, four-year. Oh, she just turned five. Stella just turned five this week. Yikes. Um, But same thing. I'm like, I don't want to pay $5 for her. Like, I'm going to spend 25 at the concession stand just bringing her in. When she could really just pick up a sucker off the, you know, the stands. She's fine with that, too. She'd be happy with that. She's that kid that eats the gum from under the bleachers. Mm -hmm. Happy. Mm -hmm. And I just look the other way. She's probably got great immunity too. She does. She really she will does. will never get COVID. She will never get COVID. <laughs> She's just happy with whatever she can get. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to end on this one just because it's so recent. We all watched the Super Bowl halftime show last night. Yeah. That was, I might have gotten tears in my eyes. Oh, I had chills when he, when Dr. Dre stood up. Okay. What was your favorite part? It was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. First of all, let's talk about who, how good Marshall Mathers still looks to be yes. 50 years old. Slim yes. Shady's still got it going on. Mm-hmm. He's got it going on. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, I love all of them. Uh, I made a TikTok about this uh, and was rapping nothing but a G thing and all this stuff. I, I mean, I loved it. Um, I'll tell you, I was really surprised to see 50 Cent there. I was, I was really it. happy. He came in there hanging upside down. Mm-hmm. Why, though? I didn't get that. That was how his video started, remember? Right? Yeah. In the club, and he's, like, upside down. I didn't yes. understand that He just looked a little different. He was about, you know, 40 pounds lighter. Somebody called him Buck 50. <laughs> yes. He's exactly. more like a Buck About 40, yeah. 40 cents heavier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he did. He looked different. And that hanging upside down, like his chin was hanging, <laughs> you know. It's not a good look. Not flattering. I get that on FaceTime every now and then. It's <laughs> yeah. not a good look. 
Not no. a good look. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed having him come out, and I enjoyed the references to Tupac when they played "I Ain't Mad at You." On yes. The I enjoyed the whole thing. I did. I don't know who Kendrick Lamar is, so he wasted my time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Same. Uh, I needed some more, and I was just hoping you know they'd just call the game and just let them play on. Me for too. Keep going. I loved it. Isn't mm-hmm. that so great? Just to I was wanting to get in the cars and like bounce off yeah. at the end. Like G, you know? like nothing but G thing <laughs> yes. video. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's just it's, it's a happy memory of of our high school days. You know, mm-hmm. I saw somebody that posted for a minute, like when I heard that music, it took me back. And it took me back to that place where like you didn't have all the worries that you mm-hmm. have now, you know, and it was just like there for a moment we didn't care about politics and COVID shots and I mean it just got easy yeah. for like seven That's right. minutes. And it was then, easy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And everybody you pass today on the street is going to be listening to some Dr. Dre. You know her. Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the minivan today and carpool line is going to be. Oh I've been listening to it. You know the you asked Siri to play the Super Bowl playlist. And it's all the OG music. Oh, I'm talking about oh, all. Okay, that's good yes. to know. Ask Siri, say, play Super Bowl uh, playlist. And, I mean, we've had it rolling here. My kids are like, oh, mama. But they love, <laughs> my kids love Eminem. Really? Uh, yes, this is a new thing. He's kind of coming, he's kind of making he's a back. little bit of a mm-hmm. Lazarus moment where mm-hmm. he's coming back and, and yeah. you know. He is. I ended up looking up his kid last night. I don't know why I was bored. I ended up looking up his daughter because yeah. I started thinking about him and Kim and their relationship. Yes, yes. Kim. Whatever happened to Kim? <laughs> Kim, bless. Kim's had a hard time. She's tried she to did. kill herself twice. Oh, yeah. she did. Uh huh. She's had several DUIs. She's been in jail. But their daughter is gorgeous. She's on Instagram. Um, Haley Jade. Haley Jade. Haley Jade. Um, but. Yeah, I remembered every word last night. I cannot remember what we had for supper last mm-hmm. night. I can't remember, you know, appointments, times for things. But as soon as that beat drops, every word comes back. Beat drop, baby, I love that, that you said that. I love that you said that. It's Things were easy for a minute, weren't they? Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Death Row made it easy for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. We, didn't, we weren't living uh, in Compton. <laughs> yeah, LBC. So funny. Okay. Whoa, Susanna, we love you. We love that you're our neighbor down the street and just so happy for all your success. Clearly all the, all the books, the fiction, the nonfiction, the blog, the Facebook. We just, we just appreciate keeping up with you. Thank you girls. I appreciate y'all having me on. Y'all are doing a great thing. I love y'all's podcast. I don't, I'm not going to lie and say I've heard every episode because I haven't. Because when do I have time to listen to a podcast? No, no, no. Yes, I know. But I've heard several episodes and y'all are great. Mm Y'all are doing a good thing. So thank y'all for having me on. Thank thank you. you. See you soon. Thanks so much. All right. See y'all. Bye. We would like to thank our sponsor, Renaissance Bank and the Rise with Renaissance program for sponsoring Say It Southern and all that we do. They have gotten behind us on our YouTube series, The Getaway, and of course, our podcast. Thank you to all who are supporting us, but especially Renaissance Bank and Rise with Renaissance. Well, Susanna, whoa, Susanna. Whoa, Susanna. From down the road. Yeah. Did you know that, have you been following her for a while? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down the road? I did because I remember when she, and I think I said this in the podcast, I remember she was trying to get pregnant with her last baby. Okay. And I just, I think I found her through that, like during that time, because mm-hmm. I remember it was this story of like fertility and infertility. And, and then like, I was like, gosh, she's funny. Yeah. You know, I love her just off the cuff observations about whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I was following along with her stories and, and I don't know if somebody told me or, or how I stumbled upon her, but she was talking about the grocery store and how annoying it is when they start moving things around. They were renovating and she was just basically just complaining in her car about Kroger. (laughs) And I didn't know it was Kroger, but I was watching her story and I thought, is she talking about our Kroger? Because I feel the same way. Yeah. I was just there. They have moved the produce to the other side of the store. Yes. Nothing's where it's supposed to be. That does drive me crazy when they get like a all of a sudden urge to rearrange. Oh, I can't stand it. But yeah, so I was like, she's talking about our Kroger. So I did like a deep dive on her. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. she lives down the street. I she know. was at Kroger. We were at Kroger together. You know. I mean, good old Brownsville, Tennessee girl mm-hmm. growing up, decided she wanted to be an author mm-hmm. and then like just doing the dang thing. Yeah. Proof that you don't have to live in a big city. Yeah, and to, have all, networks all and connections. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, because sometimes I feel like 
that we're still in this space where like only the people that are connected get to achieve, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's really not like that. It's yeah. not, not at all. Well, I'm glad we got to have her on too, finally, Me too. because we've been talking about it for so long yeah. about wanting to have her on yeah. as a guest. And then after Dancing with the Stars, getting to meet her and we were just like, you got to come on our podcast. You and know? all the books. I mean, the fiction Gosh, and the nonfiction yes. and mm-hmm. the, I mean, got a new one coming out in May. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get a copy of that. Maybe we can oh, give yeah. it away. She'd yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. Well, what'd y'all do this weekend? Let me tell you something. Today is the first warm day that we've had. When that, okay, because it was February, when that, what comes out of the hole? The gopher, or what is it? <laughs> the groundhog. <laughs> yes. When that groundhog saw his shadow, uh-uh. I literally was like, okay, I'm going to refill on the Zoloft because mm-hmm. I don't know if I can make it. Yeah. And I am, I'm kind of that way. Like, I am so ready for mm-hmm. spring and so this is winter break. We're on winter break mm-hmm. and the thought of being somewhere cold again just I would not makes me want, want to go anywhere. back in the hole. Yeah. You I know? saw a friend of mine, she's from Nashville, she's in Tulum right now. Oh and, and that's I just the other thing. Yes, I know. Can't watch it. That's the <laughs> other thing. It. Everybody, you know, it feels like Mm-hmm. Everybody's in Cabo, or yes, Tulum, yes. Oh, or on a, a cruise <laughs> in Marina del Rey. <laughs> well, this hotel they were at it was like Hotel Bardo. Okay. I don't, I'm probably not saying that right. Yeah. In Tulum, it's an adult-only hotel. I don't even tell me. Sign me up. Don't even tell me. Don't even tell me. But yeah, they had some plunge pool they were sitting at, and it looked like it goes into a lagoon. To the through the resort, I don't know, but I was. I mean, oh, there's a bar and a restaurant. Of course, I did a deep dive on the place because I want to book it. Well, it's one of those things like we just need to remember that every winter we need to book ourselves something mm-hmm. because it is like it really is. Yeah, it. I get it's the end of February, the first of March. Yes, and year. I get like a. Like, I need to change the scenery. Mm-hmm. I don't care where it is. Yeah. I'm so excited for travel soccer. I can't stand it. <laughs> Get and out I, of the basketball gym. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, Next sport. I, at least I can sit in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. You know? God, I do not like spring soccer, though. I've no, we've never done it. Oh, my gosh. It never felt. It always rains, and it's always cold. Glass half empty. God. And we, no, I'm like, <laughs> dang it, dang it. I hate to tell you this, Courtney, but... Uh, <laughs> The rain like comes sideways on a soccer field, uh, but I love fall soccer. Yeah, I nice. loved fall soccer. Well, it was fun. Well, spring rain or not, you'll be outside. So I know. you're I'm out just of the ready gym. for that, and just I'm ready to jet set. Of course, you know, and all the fashion lines have all their like resort wear mm-hmm, in right now. Mm-hmm. And when I think about a bathing suit, that stresses me out. You know, I'm still trying to like get get it oh. at the sweat house all the time, <laughs> sweating my brains out. And so it's just like, yeah, I I, I need a plan. I'm mm-hmm. one of those. I don't know if you're like this, but like. I need something on my calendar. And we're going to Scottsdale for spring break, so I'm excited That'd about nice. that. Yeah, yeah. And at least it'll be warm and a change of scenery. And But I, I kind of have to have something on my calendar. Yeah. Well, that's just, what, three weeks away? Yeah. Spring break? Yeah. So that's good. I know. I'm whining about nothing because <laughs> I've got a plan coming up. But I'm just ready. Yeah. I need some mental life. I will be spending my spring break in Orlando. For a cheer competition. That's so all the way fun. from Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> The oh. sassy sprinklers. What are they? <laughs> sassy sparkles. Okay, sassy sparkles. <laughs> but don't act like I hadn't seen those videos because I do hear seven and eight and one. Oh my yes, gosh. hit. Yes, <laughs> you're in it. You're Me in, in it. it. Well, I'm saying you get into it. Well, I do get into it because yeah. she loves it so much. You have to. I did buy a sweatshirt. I was not going to buy like the you mom. know. Please mom tell me cheer, that cheer say. mom. It does not say cheer mom. Okay. Ooh. I was like, I'm not going to wear that. You know, that's so. I'm just not going to go there. Well. I went there. This yeah. year, I was like, well, oh, I need a sweatshirt. And you're I'm going to Orlando. Go you know, I mean, just bite just it off. Cheer mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Taylor May wants me to put stickers all over my car, you know, like, cheer mom, cheer team, <laughs> all-star. My girl is in the front of the Orlando league. bound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, not going to do it. Oh, not going to do it. That's very funny. Mm. But luckily, it's just the two of us going. Oh, that'd to Orlando. be good. Yes, yes. So it'll be a you nice and her and a little trip for y'all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I she'll mean, speak to you. Maybe. <laughs> Depends <laughs> how embarrassing I am. Just by walking, nothing, <laughs> nothing that I do. Mom, <laughs> you're so lame. Quit talking, mom. Yeah. Quit looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> Quit walking that way. Oh. Uh, okay. 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 But yeah, I miss little Stella. You know, she just turned five, everybody. I'm so excited. Well, you said that on your stories, and you know, I'm a big Stella fan. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I noticed that. I do hate to see her leave the baby stage, though, because she's been so fun. She has been a fun baby, but I'm ready. 
I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of that, you know? And I do think five's that age. Yeah. They go from being a baby to a little girl. Oh, I do too. And she thinks she's big already. Yeah, she does. So, I mean, what yeah, did she, she say about her birthday? Oh, she was so excited. She's like, I'm taller. She woke up taller. And I was like, 100%. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. But I do have to tell you, Courtney. Now pack your lunch. You know, I used to always give you such a hard time about your boys. When Dean turned five, I was like, Courtney, out of the knee socks, out of the John Johns, it's mm-hmm. time. He's too big for that. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, I got I got to work on Stella. What? So we had basketball this weekend. Always. Always. <laughs> always Every gym. day. Always a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually went to two different gyms. So we saw tons of people. The okay. whole community of, of Jackson, Tennessee was out. And as we're leaving the last game, a lady turns to me and says, I just think it's great that you let Stella come out in her pajamas. And I sat, I was like, huh? And I'm she like, wasn't in her pajamas? No. She was in like a matching, like a sweatshirt and some oh leggings. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, Janice. Well, Janice. <laughs> it's actually an outfit, okay? So, anyway, I got in my car, and I was like, how rude. Like, she's not in her pajamas. <laughs> so then, later that day, I go to a dinner party, and somebody says, Stella was so cute in her pajamas. No, they did not. Yes, they did. And I said, What? And she, I was like, you thought she was in her pajamas too? And so I told her, like, I had a lady stop me and say, I think it's great that you let your little girl just, like, show up in her pajamas. Just get straight out of the bed and hand her a Pop-Tart. You don't even care. And I was like, I do care. We got dressed. You've clearly given up. So then another lady was there. And so I said to her, I said, did you see Stella today? And she said, I did. She was so cute. And I said, did you like her outfit? And she said, her pajamas? Promise you. Okay. Well, this And is... I was like, oh, my God. She looked like she was in her pajamas. No. So then I felt like I had to tell everyone, this is Target. It's like that Grayson Threads or yeah. whatever it is. I was like, it's not Cat and Jack. It's like <laughs> <laughs> up-level Target, you know? It's not pajamas. I mean, I guess it's pajamas now. I mean, it, it, listen, Jeff Foxworthy said it. Here's your sign. <laughs> Here's I mean, your sign. Really. Like, I hope you... I need a visual, though. Is it like a jogging suit? No, it's like leggings, and they have rainbows on them. Okay. And then the sweatshirt has little puffy sleeves. <clears throat> so yeah. It's not a, just a regular sweatshirt, but it had it matched. And she's got like four of these. I bought them all because I thought they were so cute. <laughs> the one she had on yesterday had on rainbow, like rainbows on the pants and on the Does sweatshirt. Does she like it? Yeah. It's then comfortable. Who cares? Yeah. The other one's tie-dye. Yeah. And the other one's got pink. The pants and top all match, and it's kind of like a marbled. So cute, but clearly she's too old to be wearing that. Okay, so here's my question with girls: Do do you feel like, or did you tra- dress Taylor May and Millie like? Were they in dresses and leggings a lot? Like, do girls wear dresses a lot? And so maybe it's like feels casual when they're in a jogging suit. Maybe. I mean, my niece is in a jogging suit all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I saw the tie-dyed one, and it, it probably was. Cat and Jack, but I bought her the tie-dyed one and sent it to her for Valentine's Day yeah. with like some stuff with it because I thought it was adorable. Mm-hmm. And you know, Dan, he'll put her in like a Brother's Hunt beanie and her Uggs, <laughs> and Carhartt. she'll look like a power lesbian. You know? <laughs> yes. It yeah. do. At I two mean, years old. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is, yeah. is it the thing that the girls are supposed to wear dresses? Well, I don't think it was that. I think it was just, I think she's too old to be in matching outfits at this point. Oh, turning five. Okay. Like the leggings and the... I see what you're saying. Like, she needed just some pink leggings and a shirt. Yeah. Instead of, like, coordinating baby outfit. You know? I know. But there is something about, and I read a blog, and probably, well, Susanna probably wrote something about this. But do you know when you move across the aisle, (laughs) when you're in the baby section at Target, and then you're like, we can't fit over there anymore. Mm -hmm. And you move across the aisle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, sweet little teddy bears, like, now it's, like, skulls with lightning bolts through the eyeballs and stuff. And, like, you know, skeletons with um, gamer headsets on, like, that's the T-shirts. And you go... Wait a second. Yeah. We just left Oshkosh. <laughs> I'm not ready for skeletons on skateboards. Yes. I'm not. Yes. And so there is there is a little bit of that at five, yeah. you know, yeah. because like I didn't want to put Dean in Under Armour, but that was all Graham was wearing. Right. So we literally went from knee socks and Buster Browns to, to Under Armour. Nike and mm-hmm. wind pants. Yeah. 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 Yeah, same. And now same. Dean time for Stella. really wants some Air Jordans. Oh, really? No, oh, he's dying for some Air Jordans. Oh, I kind of want some. Uh, Are we too old to wear them? No. Yeah, you like know, the high tops? You know I've already got some in, like, check mark that I want. <laughs> I do. And Graham's trying to talk me into two different colors. Oh. I love the way they look. I do, I mean, too. But, you I know, do too. I wear my high tops 
mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, I know. I think we can do it. Okay. Is Taylor Ray in the shoes? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, she really wants the Golden Goose. No, And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not buying you Golden Goose. No. There's so many good it. knockoffs, yes. too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think those vintage Havana are adorable. Yeah, they are very cute. Have you seen Target Springs? Speaking of Target, back on Target. Yeah, they're all their spring sandals out right now. No. Well, I ordered some um like rope looking ones. But yeah. no, I haven't they seen They have some really good stuff at Target right now. Oh. Spring shoes. And you know those those are gonna be gone. Oh yeah, they're gonna be gone in five seconds. Yeah, they're really good. You need to get on there. Okay. <laughs> get more. Have you have you got I got a new stuff? purse too at Target. Okay. It, okay. I think it's so cute. Yes. I was influenced by some, somebody on Instagram. I don't even know who it was. But I was like, I don't know, like clicked on somebody who had posted something, you know, one of those. Yeah. And started following her and she did a whole Target thing. And it, she had this bag. And I was like, I need that bag. Yeah. And she's like, go get it, Target. It's like good quality. And I do feel like it looks expensive, you know. We need to make, like, we need to post who we follow mm-hmm. and like who influences yeah. us. Yeah. Because I always think that that's, you mm-hmm. know, it's cool to find people who you're like, oh, I like their style. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that bag. Mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. Because usually that. it's Lee Williams. She's my yeah, target. No, she's, she's so good. Yeah, she's really good. So. But also, I'm not built like Lee Williams. Right. So I'll get something in and be like, I look seven months pregnant mm-hmm. in this shirt. I'll go figure out who this was that I just started following. Yeah. Because she does a lot of work stuff. That's what started it. I was okay. like, oh, that's a cute work outfit. Yeah. You know, and so it was work to like take that outfit and put your Air Jordans with it. Yeah. And look cute. Yeah. To go shopping or whatever. That, that's my, I love that. Blazer with jeans mm-hmm. and, and Jordans. Yeah. Love that. Okay, so I had a babysitter the other night, and we were going on a date, and I was like, Stella, what should I wear? Should I wear this? Should I wear this? Well, we got to talking about, you know, all the things, and she ended up dressing me and doing my hair. Oh, nice. <laughs> that night. That's a good babysitter. And I was kind of like, okay, A, you're getting paid more. B, I kind of felt like, okay. Yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, not mom mode. And she was like, do you know where those shoes? Where those shoes? So I've like put two shoes in the bag to give away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's fun, I think, to get a little refresh on your closet every yeah. now and then, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. Target's the perfect way to do that, yep. I think. Yep. And this, with the changing of the seasons. <laughs> yes. Bring on the sun. Bring it on. Yes. All right, well, thanks for tuning in. Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Bye.